All right. Uh, hello and welcome to the Bloody Podcast. Uh, my name is Greg Rogers uh, with Securing America's Future Energy. Um, I'm excited to be down here um, in Orlando, Florida today for the Automated Vehicle Symposium. Um, and just to kick us off, um, I am joined by Jane Lappin, um, who is the Director of Gov uh, Public Policy and Government Affairs um, at Toyota Research Institute, also the Chair of the Automated Vehicle Symposium and the Chair of the TRB Standing Committee on Vehicle Highway Automation. Um, and also Mike Greeson, um, who is the Director of Business Development Strategy at AUVSI. Um, so welcome guys, thank you for joining us. Um, so really looking forward to this conference and for our listeners out there, um, could we start by maybe giving sort of an overview of what the Automated Vehicle Symposium is and um, sort of what you're hoping to achieve with uh, AVS? I, I'd love to start, um, but, but leaving plenty of room for Mike, who brings a, a, a really important perspective to the conversation. This meeting is mission-driven. Um, it, it, we started it in 2012 as it became clear that automated vehicles were going to be commercial, were going to be real, were going to be on the market, um, and we felt at the start that we needed to convene across the research community, the various levels of government and regulators and um, industry to address the shared challenges that we could clearly see even from 2012, the policy issues, the human factors issues, and to understand better the technology components and their state of development. And so, um, it's a, it's a mission-driven conference intended to convene across the sectors to engage everyone bringing their particular perspective to these shared problems. So I agree. Thanks, Jane. One of the reasons I love the partnership that AVSI and TRB has for this conference is it really allows industry to connect with research, academia, as well as the regulatory market in order to advance and bring automated vehicles to fruition um, faster. Um, by seeing the technology that's exhibited on the show floor, by going out and seeing the live driving demos that we have here in 2019. Um, so it's really exciting to see this year's event because it's the first venue that we've had in several years that has allowed for outdoor demos. Mm -hmm. And could you tell us a little bit more about the outdoor demos? I think this is exciting. People can actually experience the AVs and they're obviously the, um, the breakout sessions we're going to have and the keynote sessions as well. But let's start with the fun stuff. How, how do you ride in an AV? Who, who's here? Who do you ride with? <laughs> it's awesome. So thanks, Greg. Um, one of the exciting ones, well, I can't pick my favorite, but we have Perone Robotics. Mm -hmm. We have Easy Mile, who's doing a demo with Stantec and TransDev. And we have Data Speed. Connected Wise and Luminar. So we have five total demos that will be um, outside this year. Two of them will be on a closed course. So with Easy Mile, you're going to be able to ride an autonomous shuttle that shows multimodal ability of transportation um, in a mini shuttle. So it's been deployed in several different cities already. You'll be able to go out there and just see the technology, feel it, get more comfortable with it on a completely autonomous path. You'll also be able to go to data speed. Data speed is showing two things. They're actually linking vehicles together um, where they can also sense, avoid, detect, um, as well as teleoperation. So what's really important is if there is any instance that an automated vehicle gets stuck or can't be operated, one of the things that you can do is you can operate it, operate it telepresence. So from the back seat of the car, you'll be able to operate and steer the vehicle. So that's one of the 
more interactive ones that we have this year. You'll also know Perone Robotics. They're showing basically um, the last mile solution. So you'll be in a Polaris gym, six seater. You're going to go out on an open road, open course, and you'll be riding around seeing the solution that they have. Connected Wise is going to show you their last mile solution in their vehicle. And then Luminar is going to show their latest development in LIDARs. And that one will also be an open road. Very cool. And the, one of the great things about the demos is the impact that it has on the general public's appreciation mm. of the potential for future automated vehicles. I was just in a meeting with PAVE, the Program on Automated Vehicle Education, and talking about the difference in the consumer survey responses when you give someone a ride in a self-driving vehicle versus asking them, you know, sort of hypothetically, what do you think about mm -hmm. being in a self-driving car? Mm -hmm. And once they've been in a vehicle, their opinions are quite positive. They're mm -hmm. open to the possibility of this in mm -hmm. the future. When you ask them in a vacuum, it's frightening. Right. And so the work that Mike's done with his team pulling these demos together is a service to all of us. Absolutely, and I, I love this in that, you know, I was, um, when I was back in Berkeley in, uh, I believe, 2012, 2013, I remember seeing Lyfts driving around San Francisco for the first time, and there's a pink, pink mustache cars, and um, I see them going out, and my friend said, have you ever taken one of those? I said, you want me to get in a car with a stranger from the internet, and there's a pink mustache? Absolutely not. I mean, and, and look at us now. I mean, it's, it's these sort of public education pieces that really um, are going to be crucial, and uh, full disclosure, um, SAFE is a part of PAVE. Um, but, and one of the things that we view as being uh, really important is making sure that people are able to actually see the technology first rather than just mm -hmm. dropping it in their laps. And um, I think that's absolutely critical, um, especially since a funny thing too is you can go around and talk to a lot of people at AV and transportation conferences and a lot of them have been working on these issues but haven't even rode in the AV yet. So you're also doing an important service of making sure people who are actually in this field advocating for these things get to experience them too. Um, and that's really exciting. Um, you guys also have a tremendous lineup of um, breakout sessions and keynote speakers. Um, would you mind giving a quick overview of those for folks who might not be able to make it? Uh, well, I'll start. Um, our first keynote is Dr. Chris Armson from Aurora. Um, Aurora Technologies, I hope I've got that title right. He's, he's, um, he's blue ribbon, he's royalty in the automated vehicle space, having started with the DARPA challenge, with his work at Carnegie Mellon, continuing with Google and Waymo, and now his own startup. It's the second time he's come to AVS to give a keynote talking about the technology that his company is developing and the way they see the future. He's an inspiring speaker. And we're uh, very excited for him. Um, a note for our listeners, we'll also have uh, Chris on the podcast um, later this week, so keep your eyes out for that. We've also been, um, you know, really blessed with the support from the USDOT. Um, when we first started, USDOT actually funded um, our first automated vehicles meeting in 2012. It wasn't very big, it wasn't very costly. This year they're coming with, I think, over 50 people in their delegation. Mm -hmm. wow. And uh, the FHWA administrator, Nicole Nason, is a keynote speaker on Wednesday, and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration uh, administrator, Ray Martinez, is the keynote on Thursday. 
today. Um, we've got participation from NHTSA and the other modes through the program. NHTSA, instead of taking a keynote position, NHTSA has chosen to take a keynote panel um, for Thursday to bring forward their uh, concerns about the way the vehicles will communicate with first responders going forward. So um, some great engagement from the U.S. DOT on plenary and in the breakout sessions. So one of the cool things as well in addition to that is we have our Enterprise Solution Series and that is brought to us by the exhibitors are located on the show floor, so you will hear from developers of the technology and the solutions that are currently available. So you'll hear from Lyft, you'll hear from Waymo, you'll hear from Uber, where they're talking about how are they developing technology that's going to be bringing automated vehicles to life sooner, faster, safer, all at the conference. That's fantastic. One, one of the ways that this meeting, I think, distinguishes itself is the way that we reach out. We start the planning for the meeting in January of the prior year at the annual Transportation Research Board meeting, which is in itself quite an open democratic engagement, mm -hmm. you know, with the research community, industry, and government. It's a high school reunion, really. It, it <laughs> sort of, yeah. Yeah, grad school reunion, I don't know. Yeah. 15,000 best friends in Washington <laughs> in January. But, uh, but we use that meeting to in initiate planning by going to the different committee meetings, the different audiences, and then convening a big group at the end to begin to surface what are the key issues that we need to explore and bring forward in the coming year. And that helps to define the plenary program and the breakout sessions. And so coming back to your question about plenary and moving past the keynotes, we've got a tremendous panel on safety assurance that represents the global draw for this meeting. This meeting is over 20% international. Um, represented in the organizing and also in the sessions. We've got Lutz Eckstein from Aachen University talking about their Pegasus, the German National Safety Assurance Program, which has become in some ways global itself. Noah Zeich, uh, Chief of Staff from Uber ATG, Professor Trent Victor from Sweden, from Volvo, Ed Straub from SAE on safety. Then we move into public acceptance. Um, Jack Stilgo from London, Johannes Mord from Texas, talking from their different experiences with surveying the public and getting them engaged to understand the, the future of, of automation. Um, you know, that, then we move to um, safety policy. Um, external human-machine interface and, and human-machine human uh, interaction. interaction, thank you. Um, then into urban mobility and issues in cities and transportation. Um, and then Thursday morning, we have a number of representatives speaking from their national automated vehicles program from Singapore, from the US, from Australia, Japan, the UK, and on behalf of the European Union. Mm -hmm. So there's a strong theme here of really looking at public acceptance, of looking at how people are going to interact with AVs. And have you really seen 
has this really more, come more to the forefront compared to previous AVS uh, meetings? Is this sort of something that's really started, or, or has this sort of been baked into the DNA of AVS in the beginning? I would say that public acceptance has uh, really moved forward over the last several years. It wasn't clearly as pressing a problem in 2012 mm -hmm. when we were still talking about the basics of the technology mm -hmm. and speculating about the future, but as it's become clearer as more advanced safety products have come through on existing vehicles. Uh, the question of public acceptance, consumer education has become much more prominent. Because mm -hmm. I can even speak from the, from the AVSI side, we did an unofficial study where we went to the street and when we were going to the street, we just interviewed a few people and we said, hey, are you comfortable with automated vehicles? And no one was comfortable with it yet. Um, but now as you can go out to your local dealer and you can buy basically steps to autonomy or levels of different autonomy where you can have lane assistance so it will make sure that you stay inside your lane as you're talking about adaptive cruise control this technology and as it's being implemented is making the consumer feel safer about it and it's there's not a stranger to them so i i find it very interesting because i do think it's public acceptance but it's also now regulatory environment and how do we make sure that the proper regulation is in place and, and to your point, the, the general public is also Congress. Yeah, and so if we're not speaking clearly and convincingly about a, a better future that the public understands and can embrace, we are missing out on the opportunity to have an informed conversation with Congress as well. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Um, you know, we, we always talk about all the benefits of AVs, and I think anyone in this space is really excited about the benefits for people with disabilities and seniors and the opportunity to improve safety and make sure no one loses a loved one to car collisions one day. Um, and it's all about sort of creating this um, sort, sort of this, this rise and this um, discussion about here's how we should be advocating for AVs. Here's the knowledge we need um, to show how AVs can really fulfill their promises. Um, I think it's one of the most exciting parts of these conferences too is because you get to hear from all the people who are working on this um, and learn from that and share it. Um, so if, if there was maybe one or maybe there are maybe a few things people could take away from this conference, if, if you could make sure that every single person um, who attends walked away with three different ideas, what, what, what might they be? <laughs> yeah, I can I think of one. I have an answer for that. <laughs> so I, I want to, I'll answer your question, but one of the unique things about this event, and this is how I describe it to people that are always asking me about the event or as I'm talking to exhibitors that are creating the technology disruptors in the industry, this event was created by the industry for the industry. And one thing that sets this apart, which is a major thing from any other automated vehicle event out there, is that we we do bring the academic and research side and industry together so there can be that knowledge exchange of ideas which I have not seen any other event where that happens and so that's helping propel the industry forward so one of the things that that I would say take away from this is the technology is here and it's coming a lot faster um, than than what we realize and if you go into the sessions and if you listen about the technology and whether it V to X and how we're going to communicate this in the future, it's happening. It's going to be here a lot sooner. I'm waiting to buy my first 
my next vehicle until I can get more automated vehicle features. That's the only reason I'm holding back. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to have that automated um, vehicle feeling when I'm driving. And from the regulatory side, the, all the regulators are here. Yeah. And so they're here because they know it's coming as well. And we need to make sure that we're prepared for the technology because oftentimes what holds us back, and I've been in several tech industries, what holds us back is having the proper regulatory environment for us to actually operate the technology that's here. So that for me, that's really only two things that, that are taking away. Mm -hmm. But for me, that's the most important thing while I'm here mm -hmm. and finding out who's going to change the industry that makes it move even faster what's the latest greatest thing that's coming out and that's why i'm here yeah yeah um it's it's an interesting question because of course it, the answer should be on the top of my head as we prepare to open this conference um speaking from the research community not not mm -hmm. from industry mm -hmm. um where we seek to bring the questions to light. Mm -hmm. We seek to bring forward the unanswered issues, the issues where we do indeed need all three parts of this, you know, mm -hmm. three-legged stool mm -hmm. to address, not to pretend it's not happening, uh, not to dress it over with beautiful headlines, but to understand and address the complexity of the safety assurance question, for example, mm -hmm. to understand the complexity of the user acceptance issues and address them. And, and as, as an area of particular interest to me, how do the vehicles communicate with other human road users? Mm -hmm. it isn't a, there isn't a simple one-line answer. Right. Um, no one part of the community can answer it without reference to the other. So that's, that's I think, an important take-home. But then the other part of the take-home are the opportunities, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the tremendous opportunities. Um, and the venture capital group, um, as, a, as a complete diversion from safety, <laughs> the venture capital group represents this hopeful, optimistic, um, and, and aggressive group of investors bringing up um, those brilliant innovators who will bring us the next set of technology solutions because we're not done with the technology either. Right. Your point that this is coming faster, mm -hmm. I would say from the technology position, not coming so fast as you think. The headlines have really been, been quite hyped. I think that some of the other companies in this space have been overly optimistic in their promise for how quickly their vehicles will run unsupervised on public roads. Right. And thus, the optimism of the, of the investment community and their continued investment in startups and innovation is really, it's, it's hopeful, but it's also the promise for the future mm -hmm. for, these, for these systems. Mm -hmm. I think that's the key to actually reaching that promise, right? Just making sure that we're balancing that innovation and safety, but we're also making sure people aren't buying into all of the hype. We have to show them the promise rather than the hype. Um, that's what I love about um, what we're going to see at this conference. And um, we're really excited to uh, follow along. And for our listeners, we're going to have a series of um, interviews with some of the leaders in this space um, across the week. 
Um, so keep an eye out for future episodes throughout the week. Also, um, you can follow the Mobility Podcast on at Mobility Podcast and on our website, mobilitypodcast.com. Um, my uh, co-host Pete will be joining uh, us tomorrow, um, and then we'll start uh, kicking off those episodes. Um, but in the meantime, um, uh, Jane and uh, Mike, if we want to follow, if people want to follow along with AVS um, or with what you're working on, um, where should they go online? Hashtag AVS2019. So if you're doing social media, absolutely. And if you want to go to the website, automatedvehiclesymposium.org. Great. I'll be posting all of those. Online. And as a final note, all the proceedings are put online on the website, free of charge for those people who aren't able to participate. All the breakout sessions post summary. They post the presentations. We post all the plenary presentations. The posters are available on, on online. We have a peer review poster sessions two afternoons. It's all available after we close. This is amazing. It's sort of a maybe it's sort of an open source conference, right? right. <laughs> the idea right. is to bring this out to everyone else, and I, I, I love this idea. And um, So we'll, we'll be sure to share that online. Um, check in the show notes, um, automatedvehiclesymposium.com. Dot org. Dot org. Automatedvehiclesymposium.org. Yes. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, um, and stay tuned throughout the week. Bye.